Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hey everybody, this is an episode we have today that we recorded a few months back. Actually, it was originally one of our bonus episodes. Not to say that we're going to be releasing all of our bonus episodes as regular ones, but um, we thought this one was a good fit for this week. And we appreciated Sam coming on to talk about Monster Miles. Yes. Merry Christmas, you guys. And thanks again for supporting. And enjoy. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Derek. And with me today is one of the only one men I know. One man, that's right. Who still cooks his s'mores on broken fiberglass tent poles, Carl <laughs> Mandrioli. Gets a little crunchy with you, buddy. How you doing? Actually, that's pretty insightful. Yeah, those fiberglass tent poles break every single time. Every time. Mm. Every time. Every time. Yep. Well, I think you have a bunch in your garage. You just bring Probably. them with you on your... Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, with me today is Derek Somerville, the only man who thinks South Dakota is a province. Mm. Do I? Is that what I think? <laughs> Random, but uh, yeah, well, I'll, uh, we'll go with it. We got we'll a South Dakota themed episode because we have a guest on today that is um, attacking the Centennial Trail in South Dakota. Yes, he is. Yes. More power to him. Monster Miles with Sam is is the title of this episode. And mm. yeah, would you agree he's, he's doing some Monster Miles? Sam's an animal. Yeah. There's no way around it. Right. And uh, I, let's let's get into this one. Right. Yeah. We and just full disclosure, we recorded this a while, or I recorded this a while ago. Derek, Derek of course, didn't make the the interview. Shocker. And <laughs> <laughs> the mockery uh, yeah. still going. Season took, four. T- took a month to record the rest of this, and so so lots happened since since this. Um, but uh, we also reference something he's doing in September, and he has not yet started that. So. Okay. So we'll get to it, and um, yeah, and we'll, we'll kind of see what's going on with Sam and his fastest known time attempt on the Centennial Trail. So mm-hmm. here's what he had to say. Hey, Sam, how's it going, man? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We appreciate it. As I mentioned before, I actually chose to have you on the show because you had a pretty interesting uh, trip planned that we'll get to here in a few minutes. And yeah, I want to know more about it. I don't know as much about it, so I'm curious to... I'm curious about your story for the summer. For sure. Uh, but just to get to know you a little bit, I got some rapid fire questions. You, you ready for those? Sounds good. Yep. All right. So getting to know Sam, favorite trail snack? My favorite trail snack is called pie on a stick. Pie, pie on a stick? You take a, a broom handle and wrap a biscuit around it and then cook it over the fire and put filling in it. Are you eating that on the trail or are you eating that at camp then? 
a camp. Yeah, it okay. was. So it would be a, a camp snack by the fire. All right, and just to clarify, one of the, one of the items you bring with you <laughs> is a broom handle. Exactly, use it as a <laughs> trekking pole. Okay, okay. Uh, I definitely want to know more about that. That's interesting. Yeah, we we can talk more about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite movie or documentary related to the outdoors? Yep. I think mine would be Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay. Yep. I think Derek Derek would like this one because it's actually based on New Zealand. And didn't he live there for a while? Yeah. I don't know if he, yeah, he was there for a while. I don't know how long he was there for. I don't know if he counts living there. He wasn't, he didn't get gotcha. citizenship or anything, but what, okay. so who are the Wilder people? Is it like the Maori? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, the Wilder people were the, the people out in the bush that they're okay. searching for, but they're really, it's a more about a story about um, a foster kid and his uncle and, they just have to survive out in the bush for a while. It's pretty good. It's really funny. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. funny. Okay. So it's like a yeah, comedy survival. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. That's... Sam Neill is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're looking for dinosaur bones while they're at it too. It sounds like. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> You'll have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it actually sounds very New Zealand-ish because I f- yep. on my YouTube feed, I feel like every once in a while there'll be a, like a New Zealand video, like couple survives 10 years without human contact or something, you know, like it's from New Zealand. So anyway, um, I'll check that one out. That's cool. And then, uh, backcountry fear, big or small. What stands out to you? Mine is ticks. I just have not liked ticks since I was younger, just the diseases that you can get from them and just the way they feel on your skin. is just terrible. How do they feel in your skin? Like crawling around you're talking about? Just crawling around. Yeah. Okay. And after a while, you kind of know what that feels like after you've had a couple on you. It's not good. Right. So is South Dakota known for lots of ticks, like in the Black Hills? Uh, Sometimes. Like this year has been especially bad for some reason. I'm not really sure why. It's been a bad year for a lot of bugs. We had like the swarm of moths too for a while. That was rough. Yeah. The plague of bugs. Interesting. So how many... I don't know. On an average year, how many ticks are you getting? Well, for a while there, like when they were really bad earlier in the season, I was picking them off every hike. Every hike, so every time you went out. Yep, multiple. Yikes, man. Yeah. Um, I know that the East Coast is known for that. Like, I remember hearing a story yeah. Virgin- in Virginia where somebody, somebody set their tent up and they were like, you know, it was like covered in ticks. And so, Duh, no yeah. Uh, when I was in uh, California, okay. definitely went into zones that had them and went on like a couple trail runs with my wife and with Rocky and like I helped them pick ticks off, right. but yeah. I've never actually gotten one myself to be honest. Yeah. So. It's been a while since I've actually had one get attached. Thankfully, okay. normally I try to catch them before that, but right. Yeah. You don't want to let get that far. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the bugs. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Good yep. to know. Um, Keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, just give us a rundown. Like, what was what was the big trip this year that I was referring to earlier? Like, what, what was on your agenda for the yeah, summer? Yeah, for sure. Well, my real big trip is the one coming up in the winds. Oh, that's the, that's that's the, the real big, big trip this summer. That's yes. what I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be awesome. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that's the one that we planned through with our Patreon group. And um, at time of recording, we're a couple weeks out. So I'm glad yep. that you count that as a big trip. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The one you were referring to was on the Centennial Trail, which okay. goes, uh, most people do south to north and it kind of covers a lot of the Black Hills, a lot of different parts of it. Okay. They, they say it's 111 miles, but 
it's actually more like 120, 125 because of the rerouting process over the years. Okay. When you say rerouting process, you're talking like, like going through public lands versus private lands or what happened? Exactly. Yep. And around cow fields, basically. Okay. So does the trail go through the yeah. cow field and people are preferring to go around it? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. A lot of them. <laughs> you do see quite a few cows on the centennial. Yeah. Okay. So then, yep. okay. More on that. <laughs> Cause I've def I've definitely gone on some adventures in like heavy cattle zones. Do you mm -hmm. have to filter water that's like either what cows are drinking or runoff like, you know, down from cow dung essentially. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's rough. Sometimes I try to plan ahead as best I can knowing where those spots are. Thankfully I live like right next to the trail. Okay. So I could do a lot of scouting and kind of see where I would get water for the most part. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it just takes some planning cause you don't want to take too much of that water that's downstream from them. Right. Right. Even if you filter it, still just has that weird taste yeah i think yeah for sure and i think if you put yeah. iodine like you just try to kill everything it's yeah right. it just lasts so there's, st there's still bits in there <laughs> <laughs> that's so gross bits it's terrible pieces. yeah okay right. sorry so i interrupted you so okay so you, so uh, centennial no, trail south dakota yep. south to north 120 yep. some odd miles north yep exactly yep yep and so i was trying this time Normally when I go out, I try to do a lot of praying while I'm out there. Okay. But this time I kind of wanted to up it a little bit and do more praying and also memorizing Bible verses too. Okay. So you went solo as, as a result. Yep. I went solo. Yep. Had lots of time to memorize verses. I was working on the wedding verse that I have coming up too. It's Colossians 3 to 12, which I'll okay. tell you guys about when I go to the winds. What's, but what, what do you mean the wedding verse? Yeah. I'm getting married in like 25 days. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I did not Wait. know that. Congratulations. Yeah, you didn't know that the winds trip was actually my bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is on I, now, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't tell you about that before. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to do the math. I'm getting married on September 5th. Okay, so that's literally the next weekend. So we're going the weekend before. Yep, exactly. Oh my gosh. And you're, how did you get yeah. Clarence to go on this trip? <laughs> she said I had okay. to. Like, I've I've been talking about just listened to this podcast and I love this, you know, and she said, I absolutely have to go oh on this gosh. trip. Sounds like yeah. you chose the right woman then. I think so. Yeah. Dude, that's really, dude, congratulations, man. That's awesome. I want to definitely want to know more about that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So getting back to the trail, what was your ultimate goal in this trail? So I uh, was trying to do the fastest known time and that record was right under five days. So at 120 some miles, it'd be like, 20 to 30 miles a day hopefully right seeing where we're going so it was a good challenge and i was really excited to see how that was all going to go so okay yeah i started with um one main verse in my mind luke 3 2 and that's okay. the word of god came to john in the wilderness so i was like hey, i'm going to try to get the word of god to come to me in the wilderness too see what happens did it come to you in the wilderness yeah i mean i i got a lot of time to reflect on verses and uh a lot of really good thinking time. So yeah, I think it did. Okay. I succeeded in that part with God's help. Dude, that's awesome, man. And then, and yeah, just to, just to get, yeah. I'm sure we'll get to that, that part in a, in a minute, but just to mention, so it's a fast snow time attempt. I don't like, there hasn't been a lot of attempts made on this trail. Like this is still a relatively new trail or it's not no. as well known yet as some of the other main trails, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. 
Yep. And just with the lack of people in South Dakota too, there's not a whole lot of competition. It's going to be people from other places that are traveling and trying to get right, FKTs right, right. all over the place. Did you know the guy or do you know of the guy that has the, or had the current record? Um, it's some, it was a YouTube, a YouTuber that, um, has a channel and stuff, um, okay. but not from the area. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And he has a couple other FKTs too. Okay. Did you message him or post on his YouTube page and just say like, Hey, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I got okay. very intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, not at all. No. for some of the bigger trails, they, you know, like a lot of times there'll be the people that have set the records when they know somebody's trying to break their records. They act, it, it, it doesn't become like a competition. It becomes more of like a, like, Hey, I hope you break it. Yeah. Um, and then they right. end up ha- like helping out or giving advice. Yeah, exactly. I love that part of it. Yeah. It sounds like you, okay. So part of the plan was you obviously scouted the water. So you kind of knew yep. where some, some of the good sources and the lack of cow poo was right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So what else was part of the plan? What was it? What was like your game plan here? Um, my game plan was really just to try as hard as I could and test my body and see how far I could go. Okay. I mean, did you have like day one, I want to make it to this point day yeah. two. Yeah. Okay. Day one, I had that. And then after that, it was just kind of all up in the air. Okay. Yeah. Day one, I had a goal to get to a certain spot and I did pass that, which was awesome. So I was feeling really good. And right. the, the first night I, uh, I slept at the trailhead. So I just started right there right away in the morning and that was July 3rd. So okay. just right before the 4th of July was when I really started the hike. Did you, in what time were you on the trail? 5 a.m. 5 a.m. And what time were you in camp about? At at evening, I was in camp by like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah, I hiked all day and I did 36 miles that day. That is massive. Yep. And then at night, at that evening, I was able to find a little cave to camp out in that had a really good view of the fireworks too. So that was really cool. I've never watched fireworks from the wilderness. That is crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really, that was a huge highlight of the trip right there. Right. And this is weird about long trails too, is because you can, you, I mean, they can take you away from things for literally hundreds of miles. And then sometimes you're just, you know, butting right up against society or if, you know, you feel like you're in the wilderness, but you're, you know, close enough. Actually pretty close. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Exactly. All of a sudden you randomly pop out at civilization. Like, right. Hey. So you, okay. So you did, you had a massive day. What was your pack weight to start with? Um, my base weight was right under 20. I think it was right around like 15 or 16. Okay. So with and then, food and water, you're a little over 20 then? Yep, exactly. Okay. And for the most part, the water's pretty good on Centennial. Uh, there's there's mm-hmm. quite a few spots. So I only carried like one to two liters at a time. I could, there were times where I had to carry three liters because I wasn't sure where the next spot was. That would be okay to drink from. So there were times where I had to carry more, but most of the time it was right around one or two. And lots of snacks. <laughs> lots of snacks. Lots. Did you bring your broomstick? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't have <laughs> enough time for that. <laughs> yeah, if you're getting to camp at 930 at night, like, yeah, like that's exactly. a long stinking day. You're exhausted. Yep. You probably just want to crash out. Did you bring a stove and fuel? Yep. I brought a stove and fuel. I had hot food, um, okay. backpackers pantry type stuff. Gotcha. Couple, lots of peanut butter jelly sandwiches, bars, you know, the regular things. 
I, yeah, I'll be honest. Like that's, pr- if I'm going for the record, that's probably an area I'm going to skimp on. Like yeah. if it's an enjoyable backpacking trip, I want the hot food, but if it's something yeah. where I'm like, I'm getting after it, I probably wouldn't bring this to over the fuel. I know what you mean. It was, I thought about that afterwards too, that it did slow me down a little bit that I had to stop and cook food every once in a while. I really right. only did that at night when I was back at camp. Um, but there, sometimes I would stop and have a breakfast backpackers pantry too. Towards the end of it, I was getting ready to have a little bit longer breaks every once in a while. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. you, okay. So you put in your, your miles. So yep. 36. Day one was perfect. Yep. It went really well. Big miles. Like you wake up day two, you know, I assume early again. How are you feeling? Pretty good overall. Yeah. I had some blisters, which is probably per the course if you're doing that many miles i don't know if there's a way to prevent blisters unless you have feet like yours but mine are not like that (laughs) so i have blisters (laughs) what were you what were you what foot were you using i was using danner boots danner mountain 600s yeah it was a different choice for me too. um normally do trail runners or something like that but um i had been having some problems with shin splints before and with little padding on the trail runners, I think it was making it worse. Mm, okay. So I tried to get a little bit more support, a little bit more padding for this. And it worked out pretty well. Okay. I liked having them. They were a little hot. The day two, day one was 90 degrees and day two was right under 90 degrees. So it, both were really hot too there. Oh my gosh. Okay. So 90 degrees. Yep. Yeah. So you must have been down in the water then. Yep. Um, all right. So yep. you hit day two and yep. day two. how'd that go? Yep. It was good too. Yeah. I, um, day two is a little daunting cause that is where I was going to go over the highest peak. It's Semelius peak. Okay. Um, that's the highest point on the centennial at least. And so as I was going up there, I started getting cell phone service again. Okay. And then one of my buddies from Alaska called me and said, Hey, I'm coming into town randomly for the 4th of July. And I really <laughs> did not want to miss him coming into town and seeing him because he was only going to be around for a little bit. Yeah. So tell me, so, so he didn't know you were doing this, obviously. No, no. Okay. So this is a buddy, you know, for, I, I, I take it you're pretty tight with if this is a big deal. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. it's random, like, you know, like, you know, flying in from Alaska, I, I would assume is a pretty yep. like rare occasion. Yeah, it doesn't happen. I hadn't seen him in a long time. Yeah, so I did not want to miss that. So he's like, I'm just coming into town to visit you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, he he has other friends in town too, so it would have been fine. I mean, he wouldn't have been bored or anything in town. His family lives here and stuff too, so he had plenty of people to see. Right. But I just I wanted to make sure I had a chance to see him too because I don't know when the next time I'll see him is either. Okay, so it sounds like, sounds like this was not a dilemma. You weren't like... Do I continue on the trail or do yeah, I, he's got like, I, this is pretty much right away. No I was brainer. like, I gotta, I gotta stop. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. I'll have plenty of other time. It's if I was traveling to a different state or something to try to do an FKT, mm-hmm. I would have maybe thought more about it. But with this being right next door, it's no big deal. Okay. And so, yeah, I started that day and climbed over the peak and came back down to a beautiful lake, Sheridan Lake out there. Um, and then I told him that, I would for sure be at a trailhead around 6 p.m. Um, and I got there around 2 p.m. And I had done 22 <laughs> miles that day. Two, 22 by 2 p.m., man. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. great. And over that big peak, it was a hard peak, too. And that's not even the highest peak around here, but it was just rough. It was very steep. All told, by the time you get to the trailhead, you're a little bit under halfway. Shy 60. Yep, exactly. Yep, right around that halfway mark. Gotcha. So how... Yeah, I was still super happy with 
how it okay. went. And I was right on track for getting the FKT. So yeah, I think once after the wedding, it's been a little bit busy planning mm-hmm. the wedding right now. So after all that's done, I'm going to try it again and see if I can get under four days. Uh, are you talking like, like this year, like September, October? Yep. And the weather gets nicer then anyways. It's not going to be the 90 degree days that I was dealing with then. Right, right, right. So I won't need nearly as much water, electrolytes, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So it's, yeah. so your response to kind of this failed attempt was like, no big deal. I'm just heading right back out there in a couple yep. months anyway. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Another highlight of the trip though was... Once I got to that trailhead uh, in the afternoon, there was uh, it started raining really hard. Like right when I got there, and I tried to find a tree. I was about to set up my tent, uh-huh. and then there was a random school bus that was out there, and there was some guy from California, and he was a boondocker. So he had just like picked a site to camp out for a couple of days, and he was like, "Hey, come on my bus," and he had like cold drinks for me and everything, and that was a huge <laughs> highlight. After I got done hiking all that stuff and had snacks and cold drinks and right. hung out on the bus, I was under protection from the rain, so that was huge too. Just super nice person, you know? right? That yeah. sounds like some like semi trail magic right there. Seriously, yeah. yeah, it was it was a blessing. I think <laughs> you must have a pretty friendly like I don't know persona for him to just be like, "Hey, come on, like let me." Yeah. help you out here because i feel like when i yeah i'm in a pinch in those situations people are generally like their first instinct is distrust you know like they're mm-hmm. like what are you what are you after here buddy <laughs> yeah, trying to get out of me? <laughs> yeah yeah i hope so yeah i hope i give off that vibe that'd be awesome yeah um I th- so you were kind of dismissive of this but i think what we, when i found out about your story and like you had to bail from it because you were going to basically be hanging out with a friend. Yeah. That to me was the interesting part because I don't know that everybody, especially if you take some time to, you know, to train and to plan, like, I don't know that everybody is willing to, I guess, bail on that or kind of pivot to, to spend some time with a friend. And I thought that was really cool because I don't know. I like, I had this buddy kind of early on when we first moved to Colorado and he, was an athlete and he did these like off-road triathlons and he was super fun to hang out with. Um, but he was always training for something. And so, so one day I asked him, I just said, Hey, you know, like, can you prioritize something for me? I, like his, his things in life. Yeah. And he, yeah, he was like, you know, like, uh, and he was a Christian so he's like God, uh, family and then training and then friends. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow. So wow, like, yeah, that's intense. Yeah. And I had that thought. I'm like, mouse. So, so like, if I'm struggling in life, like I just, I just need a bro. I need, mm-hmm. I just need to have a talk. Like, I don't know in the, in the moment how he's going to react, but basically hit the way that his mind worked was he's like, no, 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 I got to get my training in. Right. Right. And I thought like how, I think that was the last conversation I had with him. I don't think we, we hung out after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of to each their own, you know, some people's perspective and their priorities are just different. And yeah, I guess you just got to accept that. Right. But I think for sure, yeah. for sure. And so, and I, but it, it, it kind of challenged like where my own values were. Yeah. It makes and, you think about it for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, like how am I, am I the kind of family person or the kind of friend that's going to put those, like, am I just going to say that they're, you know, that my priorities yeah. in the right place or am I going to put them in the right place? And so I think mm-hmm. when you mentioned that, I was like, dude, this guy's got like, 
this is what I'm talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I was just think about the trail's always going to be there. Right. That, that trail's not moving anywhere, but you just never know. And friendships are so important and right. you can't take that time for granted with anybody. No, especially, yeah, coming from out of town. So, yep. yeah, I mean, anyway, that was, that was impressive to me. So, yeah. okay. So, so this is still like on the list, on the agenda. Yep. And we kind of mentioned the food, you know, the cooking thing. Are, is there any like right. strategies you, you have that you're going to keep doing, whether it's for training or gear or things you're going to change or what's, mm-hmm. yeah, what's kind of what you're thinking process? I think I'm going to probably not try to do that many miles on the first day okay. to maybe save my feet a little bit more. Because right. I think the best way to do it would be like 20 miles first day and then just keep ramping it up after that. Mm. Once you kind of get used to it and then by day four or something, your legs are really feeling good and then do the 30 plus miles that day and finish out strong. Gotcha. Just go for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, yeah. What do you do for, aside from like, you know, the good socks and the boots, what do you, what are you doing for blister prevention (laughs) for the next time? Anything different? Um, I don't know. I might try to switch it up actually. Lately I've been hiking in Chacos. Okay. Yeah, which is bold. So you're like, I need more support, so (laughs) boost, and then (laughs) going the exact opposite direction. (laughs) Yeah, but thankfully my shins have gotten a lot better too, and I've been doing more physical therapy for that. I just looked up some YouTube stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and tried to figure out ways I could prevent that in the future. And a lot of it's basic stretching before and afterwards. Right. That's made a huge difference. So I got to be better about that. Okay. Yep. And. Thankfully, my feet have not had issues or my shins have been fine. So that's good. Do you use any sort of like lubrication between the toes or on the ball of your foot or anything or on your heel, like body glide or Vaseline or anything? I think I have before this trip. I didn't bring very much of that. I use Luco tape on this trip. Yeah. And then, yeah, I always just, I always pop the blister to get the fluid out and then Mm -hmm. cover it. Right. So, yeah, the other thing too, yeah. it sounds like you know what you're talking about, but yeah, one thing that like I sometimes I kind of assume people know stuff about just even right. kind of basic blister prevention. And um for sure. My buddy Jared got like the worst blisters I've ever seen. And yeah. from his, you know, from his FKT attempt in Yosemite. And uh, yeah. I just, you know, and, and they were mainly on the bottom of his feet, but I, I but he sure. had some that were like in his nails and like on the sides. And I was like, wow. Did you did you trim your nails like prior to yeah. the trip? He's like, Oh no, I forgot. That's what, oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's important. Okay, sounds like for sure. Sounds like you're on board with that. Definitely, yeah. You gotta you gotta take care of that right away. Yeah. Right. Yep. Is there anything that you are going to bring that you didn't bring last time, or vice versa? Uh, I didn't bring a tent last time. Okay. Uh, I just brought uh, my mat and a cover for the ground, and luckily I found a lot of good spots to camp. But yeah. depending on what the weather does in September too, I might need a little bit more coverage. Okay. Yeah. Just it, there wasn't very much bad weather in the forecast during that time. So right. I was just hoping to get lucky and I did thankfully, but literally brought no shelters what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if I want to take that risk again. At the same time. I mean, I don't, I'm not a tick expert, but you're, aren't you exposing yourself to definitely creepy crawlies. Yep. And I would like spray the corners of my ground cover with bug spray just to try to prevent that. <laughs> it was bad. A a bug spray perimeter, if you yeah, will. Exactly. <laughs> bug spray around me. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can also, if you just put um like branches and stuff around the edges to move the edges up, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. that can really yeah. help a lot with bugs that will crawl in there too, because they can't get up around that edge. 
Okay. So I tried to do that a little bit too. Yeah. That's, but just not bringing a shelter that's like super, super gutsy, I would say. Yeah. Um, it, I know it's short. So, yeah. Right. So I, I took a chance and it worked out, but I'm not sure it always would. All right. Well, you, you'll have to keep us posted on how this next yeah, one goes. Absolutely. And we'll do. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep track and we'll give an update because we're definitely rooting for you. Thank you. Do you have any parting wisdom or, or like a trail tip for all the backpackers out there? Yeah, I did think of something on one of the earlier trips that I did training for the centennial. There was four of us and we did the Deerfield trail. Okay. And, um, we came up with a saying that's called be bold, start cold. <laughs> so you know how when you start out in the morning it's always chilly and right, everything right. and you end up stopping like an hour later because you're sweating right so my thing be bold start cold i can't take all the credit it was a group effort to come up with the saying okay but start cold um start with less layers so that you don't have to stop later on yep that's there's actually a similar saying it's kind of the opposite end of that that was like in the adventure racing oh, yeah. community back in the day because people are trying to sure. cover so many miles in so little time. And so they said, uh, go mm-hmm. light freeze at night. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I think I like there the you strategy go. better. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I do not like being cold at night. Right. That's one of the worst feelings. Right. Yeah. yeah. At least if you're moving around, you can kind of warm up or do some calisthenics right. to keep the blood flowing. But at night that's rough for sure. Yeah. Be bold. Yeah. I don't know that the crew that we have is willing to start cold, um, yeah. but <laughs> we try. In fact, I'm curious Give it how a try. the climbing trail goes in terms of, cause I think there's some guys that like to do that to get on the trail early and uh, yeah. definitely some sleeper inners, so to speak. For sure. Yeah. There's always both. For, yeah. We'll find out what happens, yeah. but Sam, awesome job, man. Like this is a lot of, a lot of fun information, kind of like, you know, local info on South Dakota's trail stuff and just, it's just sure. fun to hear somebody else, you know, trying it out. And, you know, at first you don't succeed trying it again. I just love the stick tootness you have and um, yeah, absolutely. You know, the value you have with friendships and the, and the time you're going to spend solo and really making that time matter. So yeah, we are rooting for you and um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up with you later. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, my friend, 
monster miles 30 or 30 miles a day that's um it's a lot i don't i i can't i just kept thinking wow like how right. how how does he do this like i don't know if i'd ever want to do that you, d- you don't know if you'd ever want to do that or if you'd ever be able to do that 30 miles a day or th- I, over 30 yeah i don't think i'd want to do that to be honest yeah. i don't i don't find the joy in that like you know, I want to be. I want to have some fun when I go backpacking. To me, that's not. There's fun. different kinds of backpacking. The kind that he's describing is more of like the challenge kind, where he's setting a record, not not yeah. the kind where you're lounging at lakes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> lounging at lakes. <laughs> so oh, wow. here's here's the the part that is impressive, I guess, is the is that his pack wasn't like ultra light. I mean, it was it wasn't heavy, but really? it wasn't ultra light. It was still it had some some substance there, right? It had to wear on him. Like, like at any point, it had to just wear on you to and slow you down quite. I mean, how? What are we talking like weight wise? Did he? Did he mention that? I can't remember if he mentioned that or not. Uh, well, he didn't give he didn't give the full breakdown because he didn't he didn't mention like you know with his consumables. But I'm guessing it was at least 25, 27 ish somewhere in that range. Wow. With with food and water and stuff. Right. So yeah, like I think you know we talked about the stove thing in the interview, but like I'm cutting straps. I'm trimming as much weight as possible when i'm doing the monster miles so yeah yeah what yeah are you would you give up the luxuries if you're going it doesn't have to be 30 miles but you know if you're doing let's say 50, 15 to 20 a day are you gonna give up some of your luxuries uh yeah i think i have to i think i have to i mean if okay. you're going for that long of a trip right. you i don't know i i know I, I think it just depends on the person and the body and the what are you giving up give, give me one thing you'd give up Oof. one thing i'm giving up i probably would get rid of some of my leisure clothes <laughs> like like your pajama yeah. bottoms pajama bottoms okay uh slippers. lip balm Sli- no lip balm <laughs> okay no slippers um i'd keep the socks i think that's extremely important for that kind right. of trip um but yeah i think some of the bulky clothes maybe okay well, let's just pretend that you are going to go after some sort of fast snow time it's going to take you four or five days somewhere in that range mm-hmm. you've trained for it you've mm-hmm. dialed everything in and mm-hmm. you are on the trail like your your day two in, and I yep. call you up. I call you up, Derek, and I say, "Hey, I'm out, I'm coming out for a visit. Like, let's hang hmm. out." Mid trail, mid trail. Wow. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna say like, "Sorry, Carl, I'm on the clock, bro. I gotta keep <laughs> going." That's what I'm gonna say. Right. Um, but I think you know, I was thinking about what else would I if I if I had uh, if I felt comfortable cowboy camping out there like he was doing, like he did some cowboy camping, right? You don't want to talk about him bailing for his friend. You want to go right to the cowboy camping. Is that what you're I want to go right to the cowboy camping. Okay. Uh, I think I would leave the sleep the um, sleeping mat, you know, all that sleeping junk at home. Just bring something simple, something cowboyish. Okay. <laughs> something cowboyish. Okay. Light I want look. to talk about the friend thing still because I think I that's pretty to... interesting. If you think you're... I'm stopping my FKT to hang out with you? Are you kidding me? I'm asking. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd stop to hang out with you because I already see you a couple times a year. But <laughs> so if I interrupted your FKT mid FKT, you finally get to do the Red Peak Pass one without calling search and rescue. You want me <laughs> to interrupt you on day two and be like, "Hey, Coral, let's uh, let's have some lunch and go fish." Like, what do you want? <laughs> I was trying to figure out what this would be similar to because the guy's coming down from Alaska, and I've got some good friends that live in Australia who I haven't seen him forever. Right. So if if one of them came, I think I would. I would interrupt. I'd be like, you know what? Like, okay. this is, yeah, this is worth it. That's a so, long way too, to come to see somebody. Yeah, but if it's yeah. just you, uh. <laughs> I'm not worth it. Huh? Great. I don't know. Do well, do you think you're worth it? If if you do some self reflection there, 
Are you? I don't. I would never plan to interrupt your trip on day two of an FKT. The guy wasn't. The Alaska guy wasn't planning to either. It was just happening. No, no, no. But that's why I would expect you to not, you know, stop for me because it's like I'm not gonna do that. But if it's somebody coming from like super far away, then yeah, you should. You should. Gotcha. Would you be disappointed though? Would you be like, I could have done this. Red Peak in this amount of time, but friggin' Alaska guy. Yeah. Well, you at know. this point, I would just chalk it up to, like, it's going to make the success of that trip all the sweeter when it finally happens, right? So. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Got, get, get, got the long perspective on that one. But um, cowboy camping, another good takeaway. Yeah. Yep. Definitely save some weight there. Uh, would you, if you got, like, a weather report, would you go shelterless? Uh, on an FKT? Shit. Like sorry, that wasn't that wasn't very well asked. Sorry, like a weather report that was like you know skies are clear, no rain. What are we talking like at nighttime though? Is that we're talking like sixty degrees? Yeah, like maybe fifties, low fifties. Ooh, do I? I, th- I think that's <laughs> is that, where is I. That cold for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two things. Two things. Though. If they had the what was the name of that uh, like man? It was like the sleeping bag that was in the shape of your body. What was that? Oh, the silk bag, yeah. The silk. Okay, if they had a if they had a backpacking version of that, <laughs> that's when I bring that. The they, lightweight version to. of that. So you okay, would just and then and then you just get up and start hiking. If they dump <laughs> in the bag. in the silk in the silk, you're saving so much time. Think about it. Think about how much time you're saving. And then you finally warm up. You're like, all right, I can take this off now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what's oh the big gosh, deal? That's hilarious. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, th- I think that uh, no, if if I had that, I would do it. If I didn't have something like that, then I think I gotta bring something warm. You know, okay. I gotta bring something warm. Right. Yep. Okay. Lightweight but warm. Would you ever use instead of using your trekking poles? Would you ever use a broomstick? <laughs> <laughs> the, the broomstick was epic. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of the staff that Knowlton carried, and yeah, uh, what type? Um. No, I would not use a broomstick. Okay. Well, even if you can make a pie, like, I've never done what he's described, but you make a little pie at the end of it, like, that sounds nice. You want a little pie on the trail? Yeah. <sighs> Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. I'll remember that. Okay. I'll remember that. Um, would you bring a, a nice, crusty, old, broken broomstick? or Crusty? Um, I think you bring the old one so that way it can get destroyed in the fire. It's not that big of a deal. But um, mm. Was not- it made of wood? It was wooden, right? Yeah, yeah, not a plastic okay. one. Um, I don't use trekking poles, dude, so I, yeah, I'm not bringing the broomstick. But if you brought the broomstick, I would bring the pie ingredients. Mm. I guess I'd be worried, like, wouldn't I get, like, charred wood in my pie? Or no? Right. Splinters right. in my pie. When that you was my question use s'mores Sam. and you use, like, sticks instead of, you know, official camping things, would you be concerned about that as well? Mm, I see where you're going with this. I see where you're going with this. Um, I feel like the the s'more is different, though, because when you pull the stick off the s'more, the inside gooey part that would have sticks on it sticks to the stick, mm. usually. Right. But when you have a pie and it's a thick, broken, jagged piece of broom handle, I don't know. Does it still – how does that work? I don't know. I've never done pie. I don't know the You've never situation eat, You've never eaten pie before? Off a broomstick. Oh, no, for a bit. Yeah. There's still the goopy stuff on the pie, so I imagine that stuff would stick, and then you just kind of slide it. I don't know. I don't. I haven't done it before, so I don't know. Worth a try. Okay. So I think you are agreeing to bring a broomstick on the next trip, correct? That's not what I'm okay. saying. Um, I'll let you do that. Well, that that we're gonna we're gonna take that one away because that that could be fun to do. Maybe not like on our main trip, but on a side trip for sure. So 
Okay. All right. Last question, last takeaway is do you think I could hang with Sam if I was 100%? Like fully trained, you know, no injuries. Ooh, no injuries, FKT. Yeah. Doing what he's describing. Mm, how old Sam? Do we know how old Sam is? Uh, he's 28. Ooh, I'm going to say for you, no. No. <laughs> i mean father time's catching up to you um i'd like to think you could do it though i'd like to okay. think if you if you had no injuries and no worries of injuries coming right i'm thinking maybe you could pull it off okay i'll give you a maybe i think i could definitely pull it off day one but when you're talking about the father <laughs> <Day> time <one. laughs> yeah i could i could match his miles my, my pack would be lighter for sure I, I would skimp in areas that maybe he wasn't willing to skimp in but sure um sure. but i think the issue is more day two and beyond right where that Yo, yeah, lack yeah. of recovery comes in like you don't recover as fast and we actually we actually recorded an episode on how to reduce day two soreness and then it got messed right. up and we couldn't release it so we're, we'll revisit that at some point but yeah but yeah. you still can't 100 percent reduce all your soreness or fatigue listen sam uh father time's coming for us all buddy so get those miles in while you can right that's all i'm gonna say yep um but yeah i think you can hang first day second yeah okay Third day, you'd be dying, for sure. Probably second day. <laughs> okay. Let's be honest. Yeah, so props to Sam, for sure. Sam, that was awesome. Um, we're rooting for you, so keep us posted, for sure. Yes. And, yes. Um, yeah, congratulations on your wedding as well. That has since mm. happened, and, um, yeah. Congratulations to him, I guess, right? Yeah, in, in honor of um, the Centennial Trail, I've got Centennial Trivia for you. Okay. All right, so we got three questions Centennial themed. Number one. Do you know what state is known as the Centennial State? Oh, I uh, joined the Union a hundred years after Colorado. Colorado, Colorado. nice man. That's you. Yeah. That's you. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. All right. Uh second question. Who is on the scent for Centennial? Who's on the scent? There's like a yeah. coin, like a specific yeah. coin. Yep called the scent called the penny sometimes uh oh the pen. <laughs> uh, uh that would be lincoln that would be lincoln. okay a lot of folks aren't using coins anymore so I was like what that was common what's that yeah. all right okay this one's going a little bit uh creative style so oh boy here we go which of the following characters are most likely to have a centennial birthday mm-hmm. all right okay so as if they're real real people and you got to give me a good reason that's gonna be that's gonna earn the point here. Oh boy, uh, Marty McFly. Oh, Jack from Lost, or B. A. Baracus from the A Team. <laughs> <laughs> Which is most likely to have a centennial birthday? Yeah, and why? They all have significant stressors on their lives. So, which one's gonna survive? I want to say, uh, I want to say Marty McFly. Because okay. Marty Marty went back to the 1800s, uh, he went, right. then he went back to the 1985. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's been he's seen a hundred years of 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 you know of what am I trying to say? 1955, yeah. 1985, uh, 1885. He's seen it all, and he's only what in his 30s, 20s at the time. 
So <laughs> the time's probably thirties, even though he's representing like an eighteen year old. So kid, he's but. getting like yeah, oh eighteen. Okay, so he's getting yeah. like uh, you know five times the life ex- uh, experience in right. eighteen years. So I gotta go with Marty McFly. Okay, I'm not sure if you're reasoning. You're saying because he's traveled through time, he's gonna ha- he's gonna be a hundred years old. He's okay. So for people, people can't say like, oh yeah, I know what it was like to live in 1955. Marty was there. I don't know what it was like back in the old Wild West. Marty yep. was there. Marty was right. there. So yep, what for, you're saying is true. Still doesn't really address the question. But, but creative enough to get the point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be a hundred years old, regardless of where he's been or what he's done. He has to live 100 years of life. <sighs> Jeez, he has the stressor of having traveled through time, which who knows what kind of radiation you know that does to your body. Radiation, so, yeah. There's a flux capacitor. Who said anything about radiation? You think, uh, you think it's radiation? But maybe he's getting uh, shocked by lightning. Maybe he's right. getting superpowers to live longer, though. We don't know. Okay, that's more reasoning. That's what I'm talking about. There's right? there's the Flash reasoning. You know, like maybe yep. he's slowly becoming the Flash. Yep. I don't know. Whereas B.A. Brock's lives a life where he's in danger. There's violence around him. He's so. gonna, yeah, he's he's gonna be dead at like 32. That so. being said, explosions seem to happen around him, but nobody in the show actually dies. I don't think so. Mm, mm, that's anyway. true. All right, Marty McFly's your answer for. I didn't Jack from Lost. Didn't he actually die in the show? I forget. At the end. No, I didn't. I think he's at the church at the end. Doesn't he close his eyes? Isn't that like the end of the show? Like his <sighs> eyes close. I, that show ending has many theories about what it actually meant. I'll just you know so. Gotcha. Uh, I got a couple tidbits. So we had somebody suggest that, um, you know, because the Forest Fen treasure was found, that uh, maybe mm-hmm. we come up with a Forest Fen like poem mm. for the GoPro treasure that's in Ansel Adams Wilderness, the GoPro that we lost. Ooh, a GoPro treasure? And then they can keep. Poem, I mean? Yeah, they can keep the footage that they find on the GoPro if it still works. That would be amazing. That yeah. That would be amazing. Wasn't there somebody so. going out there that was going to look for us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't, didn't, uh, yeah, it didn't work work out. But that's disappointing. Um, other tip that I have is we, you know, how we have like weird usernames that are logging on to listen to our show from various apps. So the one that we we house our show with Podbean, and so it kind of notifies us when we get new followers, which is pretty cool. Right. And uh, one of the names of the new followers is uh, is Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Okay. Yeah. So if we could get a sponsorship from Amazon, that'd be great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'll take a sponsorship from Amazon. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's a tax write off. He's fine. <laughs> it's not a tax write off. What? We're not a charity. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Okay. In the future. Uh, that's all I got, my friend. That was magical. Uh, guys, we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you on, even though we can't hear or see you. But thanks again anyway. <laughs> and remember, guys, uh, if Carl's going to be hiking 30 miles with you, you better bring that search and rescue phone with you and have the helicopter paid for. See you. I want to fly. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.